Our scripture reading comes to us from the gospel account of St. Luke, the 23rd chapter, beginning in the 33rd verse. Hear now the word of our Lord. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leader scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanging there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? We, indeed, have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This Sunday is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, a a week where we turn our attention to giving thanks, which we know we should. I know, I know you already know this. I know that we are thankful people. We are thankful all the time. But I'm going to tell you the same thing about Thanksgiving that I say about any holiday that we celebrate or anything special. There is something about taking a day, setting it, setting it aside, and saying, this is important. It's not that we are not thankful each and every day, but there is something special about taking a day, setting it aside, and saying, you know what? We need to celebrate the Thanksgiving of God. This Sunday is also not simply the Sunday before Thanksgiving. It is also Christ the King Sunday, one of my favorite Sundays in our year, in our liturgical celebration. Number one, it's one of my favorite Sundays because it's the last Sunday, it's always the last Sunday before we start the season of Advent. Next Sunday, Advent kicks off, and it is my favorite season of the year. I have had my office decorated since Halloween. I love it. We're a little bit odd in the church, and I love the fact that we're odd in the church because do you know that next Sunday is actually, for us, the beginning of a new year? Because our liturgical calendar is not set by January 1st through December the 31st. It is set by the celebration of the seasons of the year. And our liturgical calendar begins with a preparation for the coming of the Christ to remember and celebrate when the birth of grace occurred as the Christ came as the child of Bethlehem. And as we consider what does it mean to continue to prepare our hearts and lives for the second coming of the Christ, when Christ will return as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we move from Advent into the celebration of Christmas because in the United Methodist tradition, you get the whole thing. You don't have to wait until Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving to put your Christmas tree up. And you don't have to take it down the day after Christmas Day because we believe in the 12 days of Christmas, the in full celebration that goes all the way to January the 6th when we celebrate the Epiphany, the Magi's visit to the Christ. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. It starts with Thanksgiving. We enter into this season 
thanksgiving, giving thanks and giving praise. But today is also one of my favorite Sundays of the year because it emphasizes something that we know. It's a special celebration. It's not that we don't know that Christ is king all the time. But the reality is, is that we can forget. We love Jesus as Savior. Having, we have no problem claiming Jesus as Savior. We understand that we stand in need of a Savior. And when we read the passage of Jesus' crucifixion like we have shared today from the gospel account of St. Luke, we look at that as Christ is our Savior, and he is. But this is also the coronation of the king. Every aspect of a coronation is carried out right here, just like it would be in Westminster Abbey when the coronation of Prince Charles or any other king at the time, we just miss it. We miss it because we love the notion of Jesus as Savior and we want to claim him as our Savior, but we do not like the notion that Christ is king of our lives, that he is sovereign and I'm not, that my life belongs to him, that he guards my path and he guides my path and he leads and he directs. And my calling as a follower of Christ is not only to claim him as my Savior, but to live my life in service to him as my Lord. One who doesn't have to ask my opinion. One who doesn't have to have a meeting with me to get my buy-in. But one who says, go. And as a faithful follower of Christ, I say, yes. You see, if you notice in the crucifixion of Jesus, they've placed a scarlet robe on him as one would be adorned as they were getting ready to make a processional. There's been a processional. He has moved from the temple to Golgotha, the place of the skull. So there has been a royal processional. They've placed a scepter in his hand and even a crown on his brow. In fact, there is even a proclamation that is placed above his throne that says, this is the king of the Jews. And his throne, not a comfortable chair, but rather his throne is a cross. You know, a little bit before this, James and John's mama came to Jesus because she wanted her sons to be able to sit on the left and the right of Christ when he comes into his glory. And Jesus told her, you don't know what you're asking. And he looks at them and says, can you drink the same cup that I'm going to drink? And they said, Lord, we are able. And he said, you are right and you will, but not at this time because those places to the right and my left when I come into my glory are already reserved for others. And they were expecting a nice lofty place with a big comfortable chair and two maybe slightly smaller chairs on either side. 
But when Jesus enters into his glory and the coronation of his enthronement is, is completed, He's hanging on a cross, and there's two criminals on his left and his right. One who continues to mock even at the point of death, and another who seeks the repentance of Christ. One who has never, from what we can tell, never attended a worship service, didn't live a holy life, but yet who cried out, in your mercy, Kyrie eleison, Christ in your mercy. Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus' response was, brother, I'm telling you this today. You're going to be with me in paradise. I got you. You see, what we celebrate on Christ the King Sunday is that we have a God who is king of everything. A God who spoke our entire universe into existence. A God who fills the oceans. A God who said, this is how far the ocean can come and it can't come any further. A God who knows every hair on your head. And I know if you're looking at me this morning, that doesn't sound that miraculous anymore. (laughs) But a God who knew how many hairs was on my head when I was 23 years old, played in a rock band and had hair down to here in no bald spot. I have pictures to prove it too, by the way. (laughs) A God who knows what tomorrow holds because our God holds tomorrow. And in this season of our lives, where for many of us, there's things that are going on that break us. When there's issues that are going on that we feel powerless against, When we've got health crisis, we've got family crisis, we're trying to figure out how we're going to make it to the next payday. And if you will forgive me, and let me just make one comment about this from the pulpit. Well, we're living in a denomination where it seems like we are breaking ourselves apart. And we want to figure everything out all on our own. Today comes barging in while the angels are getting ready and practicing for their solo that's going to be coming up in a few more weeks. Before shepherds are found tending their flocks. Before a baby's cry breaks not so silent of a night. Before we journey into any of that, we stop and we celebrate and we remind ourselves, we have a king. One who holds all things. That I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to have it all together all the time, and it's not just in my power or my ability, but it's in the hands of God. A king whose enthronement looks radically different than every other coronation that has ever occurred in the history of this world, where instead of praises being sung in that moment, he's being spat upon. Instead of the first issue of a royal decree being something concerning the power and might of a nation, 
that the first decree from the throne of Christ is, Father, forgive them. That we have a king whose coronation doesn't look like anything we've seen before. But because of his coronation, you and I get to become children of God. That you and I are adopted into a family. That you and I are claimed by God right where we are. By a God who loves us way too much to leave us where he finds us. By a God who is over all things and who has hands big enough to hold the entire cosmos and also hands big enough and gentle enough to hold you too. This is Christ the King. This is the God that we serve. This is why we give thanks. This is why we celebrate. It's because we too cry out. Christ, will you remember me? And Christ's promise to us today is the same as it was 2,000 years ago to a thief hanging next to him on the cross. I promise I've got you. You're you're going to be with me in paradise. And I've got your today. And I've got all of your yesterdays. And all of that junk I've, I've already taken and we've already squared it. And I also have all of your tomorrows. Because this is the king. This is Christ the king. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.